Robin Swift, president of SLI, and here once again, I'm with Carol Malinsky, the director of content and curriculum. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Carol. Great to have you here. Great to be here. So we're off again here <laughs> in uh, today's session. We want to give you a practical example of how we might use the servant leadership behaviors in our day-to-day -day leadership. And SLI teaches a process for having courageous conversations with employees. And we're going to go through that process step by step. I should say not only employees, but really you can take this yeah, into your you family. Can, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So as we go through, we will highlight servant leadership behaviors for you that will be useful at work and um, you know through the process of your, your life, really. But before we jump in here, Carol, we got to <laughs> celebrate. We, um, thanks to all of our amazing listeners out there, we have over 20,000 downloads. You know, this is just so incredible to me, Robin, because when we started this program, we had no idea that we would even achieve that. And thanks to just loyal loyal servant leadership advocates out there we've reached 20,000 downloads and it's just I amazing know. I mean it's it really is because this our whole way of growing has been very organic mm -hmm. and um, so it really takes each and every one of you just passing things along we don't have one of those crazy big budgets out yeah, there too. right and we also have to give a shout out to our digital media specialist Brian Malinsky I'll yeah. never forget one day I just told him hey can go get like can we get a podcast <laughs> program started I mean figure that out <laughs> those darn millennials you I know? know he's amazing and he did it and he's been so diligent to really um, stick to serving like let's do this let's keep going and serve our yeah. audience so that's just a, an example of this uh, yeah. team spirit and in, in, in helping everybody out there grow servant leaders so with that let's jump in and get going on okay. this process of courageous conversations great so to get us started um, let me explain that the first steps that I talk about are really the steps in preparation for having those courageous conversations. Okay. So the very first thing is to, there are six steps involved in that process. The very first thing is to review those six steps before you meet with the individual. So it's really a preparatory step. So are you saying like you have a roadmap of... Yes. Beginning, middle, end of where you're going with this. Yes. Okay. And so the servant leadership behavior that I feel is most prevalent there is to think about your thinking. So how are you, you can already tell, you know, how you're going to approach this conversation. You may be angry. You may be sad. You may be um, really nervous about meeting with this person. So you have to think about just where am I in this process and how am I going to handle this in the best way possible? The way that is going to build this uh, employee up or this person up and not diminish them. So that's really important to review those steps beforehand. Okay, great. Okay, so step one is to review the steps. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's going to be easy to remember. Yeah. Step one, review steps. <laughs> right. Step two is to actually meet 
with the individual and go through the steps. So this is where courage comes in and we're going to talk definitely more about that as we get into the steps because this is huge for a servant leader. You're going to be doing something that you might may not necessarily want to do. People don't come to work or even at home you may not want to have the conversation and so it really does involve demonstrating um, your courage. And that's where we say like Cheryl Batchelder's book, Dare to Serve, Be Bold. Right, right. Um, next would be to set uh, a follow-up date to check in with this person. So this is a way of building trust. This is your way to show that person that you care, um, that you are involved, that you've got their back, that you know it, they may have to make some difficult changes, but you're going to be there for them. Okay. And then the last preparatory step here is to do an informal check-in the day after your meeting. So, you know, you can't just have this meeting, go through the process, and then say, check the box, I'm all done. I've, mm -hmm. you know, done my duty. Um, because we want to, again, show the employee or the individual that, um, that we're there for them. But also, the other thing is you're really going to be able to judge now that they've had some time to think about it what kind of vibes if you will are you getting from that person are they really did they hear the conversation um, and are they willing to make that commitment toward change so by checking in with them you know you show them i'm here i was serious about it but also you get the feeling for, you know, how they're going to react. Now, you know, don't jump to any conclusions. You know, we want to give people a chance. But I, I do think, um, you know, you can get signs if you meet with them a day later and see how they're doing. Okay, great. So what you've done for the breakdown of courageous conversations for our audience is to start by taking four of our nine servant leadership behaviors and, and integrating into this process right. we're going to be discussing. Right. And I just want to remind all our listeners, you can go to our website. If you go to the bookstore, you can actually purchase a pack of our servant leadership behavior cards. Mm -hmm. Very affordable and great to share with yeah. people. And they'll have these four behaviors and also all nine. So um, right. just a good reminder there. Okay, right. so we've got we've got that. That's great. So next would be... Next, let's go on to the actual steps for these challenging situations. Now, in this case, what we're going to be talking about is the emphasis is really on when you need to actually course correct. Okay. So you've got an employee that, and there's some behavior going on that is really not living up to perhaps the values of the, of the group or just the process itself that is entailed in their job. So these this is really to address that cor course correction that needs to take place. So the first step is to address the situation immediately. Okay, and that's a key word, right? Immediately. <laughs> it is. And again, you must demonstrate courage here. You got to put on your big gal or big guy pants and address this because if you don't, 
Um, tell me, Robin, have you ever worked in a situation where there was an employee that was a problem and people just kept moving that person around? Absolutely. Um, I think many, many of us have experienced that. It can be so damaging to have an employee that is not on board with everyone else and um, not behaving in the way that is the standard. And I'm not talking about, you know, not everybody has to be cookie cutter, but I'm talking about behaviors that are actually damaging to the department, to the organization as a whole. And the longer you wait, the worse it gets. Um, I've been in situations where actually a management figure had created such a toxic situation that it t actually took, once that person was finally removed, it took at least two years to get over what this person had done and just to rebuild trust and so forth mm -hmm. in the organization um, took a very long time. So the cost on, on business, really, of, of just ignoring and procrastinating and dealing with this situation. And we do have a booklet called uh, Little Foxes, mm -hmm. and that's a term that Art, our founder, uh, developed to understand these people that seem like they're on board, but they can be very destructive. And so if you if you're want more information, we do have a booklet on that. Um, and I just, I just wanted to mention that because it's got a lot of helpful information on it. So the cost of not addressing the situation right, is right just away. way, way too high. Now, please don't go, you know, five minutes after someone has done something that's, that's not um, helpful and immediately, you know, jump on them or, you know, reprimand them. Take some time, use your behaviors. You're gonna demonstrate courage, but you're also gonna think about your thinking once again. Are you angry over this? Are you too emotional? You've gotta take the emotion out of it, and here is where you need to employ your serve first behavior. That's got to be foremost over this whole process is you want to maintain this attitude of I'm going to serve in this situation, right? And sometimes serving an employee is course correcting them, right? You're doing it not only for the organization's sake, but for the individual's sake. Aligning them to the values right. of the organization, for right. example, is serving the organization and the person well. And yeah. And the rules of the game that you've established. In our case, the rules of the game would be the servant leadership behaviors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, each organization has their way of doing business. Um, we, we'd love to see you all use servant leadership behaviors, <laughs> but, you know, that may not be the case. Right. You have to use what you what right. you have in place, right. and if these can be enhancements. I know, Carol, from my own leadership experience in this area, that that will fuel me, the serve first mindset, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. as much as difficult as it is, um, I, I can really wrap my head around, but I'm helping this person. And am I really right. serving them by just turning my back on a situation that really isn't serving them well? Or the organization I'm, I'm not doing my job right so that helps empower me to go to that 
bold next step. Does yeah. that make sense? And it makes perfect sense. And, you know, I can just add to that that, you know, don't expect that the individual you're dealing with is going to necessarily be on board with, with you. They may not say, oh, it's so wonderful you're serving, you know, you're serving me by correcting me. That's probably not going to be their initial reaction. But what we're working toward is that they, too, will be thinking about their thinking and come to the place where they, can, where they say, I get it. Yes. She really is, she, he or she really is out for my best interests. Yes, I know that um, I've had a situation where I just felt this individual wasn't quite up to par based on how they had been, you know, that it was surprising. Mm-hmm. And I needed to talk to them about it, about whether it was missing deadlines. I can't remember the details, but I came from a place of, you know, this is just surprising to me because you're an exceptional employee in this case. And so um, it really was the next day after we had this conversation, they came up and said, hey, thanks for pointing that out to me. And mm-hmm. we haven't had a problem since. And so it's very much like I, I'm just... I had a lot of things going or whatever it was. So I think people, the heart of the matter, if you're really coming from that place of, of helping an individual, they'll feel it. Like you said, they're not always going to react. Let everybody as art informs us to transform at their own right. pace. Let, the, let them hang out with this information you give them a bit. But it is quite remarkable, the difference of adding the heart factor to things. <laughs> yes. Okay. And it's going to come in to play even more deeply as we go through this process. The next step is to outline the concerns. So, you know, my feeling about this is, you know, if we if we really watch our language, what we're trying to do here is outline the concerns but also add value. Our, our servant leadership behavior of adding value to this person And, of course, we're going to live our values as we deal with this person. And to perhaps watch our language. So, in other words, there's a huge difference between saying, so-and-so, you really, you know, goofed up here. You know, you're, you're going down the wrong road or you've, you know, you've made a mistake. Um, you know, this is not acceptable. I think to approach a person and say words like, I'm concerned about, mm-hmm. I've noticed that this occurs, or it, you know, it would seem that this is occurring when you do this. And, this, and it doesn't live up to our values that we have established and our way of doing business that we have established. So to use our language, watch our language so that it's not super diminishing. Now, you know, I'm not trying to say, oh, we have to make everything um, roses. Sugar-coated right. everything does. Um, but one of the things that will really help is if we've set up standards and expectations to begin with, mm-hmm. then it's much easier to outline those concerns and put them in this category that is, you know, a behavior that is not according to our standards or according to this set of values we said we would operate by. That's why it's so important to have those rules of the game. In this case, it's our servant leadership behaviors. So we can say, 
You know, I really feel like in this particular situation, you're not adding value yet. I think there's more you can contribute or a different way you can contribute. Um, that way it's, it's not so um, personal with you and the individual because you have this standard you can look at. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, and it reminds me of the importance of what we started out with, and that's that preparatory work. Uh-huh. Because now you've done that, so in this situation you have looked at your language you may want to use, right? Exactly. So I think that's what you're reinforcing exactly. here. Yeah, the prep is so important because... Um, you know, even if you only go through it one time, it's it's planting those thoughts and that vocabulary in your head so that when you're actually in the situation, you're going to remember it rather than not preparing at all and just ending up being bumbly, bumbly, you know, trying to get your, your uh, thought across. Exactly. So for the steps for challenging situations, first and foremost, Address immediately, right. and that's our, our behavior we talk about. Demonstrate courage. Outline your concerns. Right. Um, and then the next step would be to encourage a response. And on your part, this is where listen to understand is key. You need to really listen to this person. Use those tools of, you know, looking at them, giving them your full attention, not by all means, don't even do it necessarily in your office where you're tempted to look at your email screen or something. You've got to give your full focus to this person. And, um, you know, just let them know. Use those phrases that we've talked about before, like help me understand or tell me more. Um, help me to understand is really a key one when you're trying to course correct. Help me understand why this occurred. Great point. You know, it's perfect to use in those situations. And yeah. then you can turn around and, you know, then listen to that person. I mean, you're setting them up to give you a response. Yeah, that, that power of listening. Mm-hmm. And... I know as a coach, Carol, that listening is so important in the coaching process because people just need to be heard sometimes. They don't necessarily need you to fix a problem. They may just by you listening have a way to course correct, just bringing things to their attention. So that power in listening. And another technique uh, we learn in coaching is just let the person finish. Let them talk mm-hmm. as long as they need to talk. Yeah. Let them get it out when you're asking these questions. So listening is truly listening. And then once they're done, you can ask, is there anything else? Just make sure they have had the platform to really get everything out. And it's amazing to me as much as somebody will let a lot out when I say, is there anything else? It could be a whole nother deeper level that comes out. So you can't say enough. And as Art says, you know, listening is a form of love. Right. And we love our employees. You know, we, we care about them as servant leaders. So this is a great way to deal with a challenging situation. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's going to really pay off as that individual tr- does try to change their behavior if they know that you're going to listen to them. Um, I think that's just so critical 
you know, rather than just, um, you know, again, checking the boxes. I did this step, this step, mm-hmm. this step, this step. Bye, see you tomorrow, and I'll check in with you. Yeah. And, and they're just left there like. They feel like, oh. uh-huh, you really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure you do. Yeah. Okay, so our next step then is to explain why the behavior needs to change. So, you know, great step. It's always helpful to let people know why. They may not even be aware that what they're doing is disruptive or, you know, discouraging to others or whatever it may be. So the fact that they are, um, that they have a behavior that needs to change is really, um, when we talk about building trust, it's destroying trust. It's destroying the trust that, um, that may be in the department or the, the, uh, the group. And so once that trust is broken, as you know, Robin, it's really hard to rebuild it. Absolutely. And so um, that behavior of building trust is really key to helping people understand why they need to change. And I think also pointing out to them um, why that, that certain behavior um, is affecting other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great point. Um, that's really valuable to give somebody else that message. Your team members are being affected by this. Um, and the, the quality of what's going on in the group is being affected by this. And that's, um, you know, that really, I think, hits home with people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have a greater understanding once you tell them this. And then the one I love is, you know, we have a, a behavior of adding value. To explain to that person, we need the value you have to mm, offer. That's great. Is really impactful. And to let them know that they are part of the bigger picture, that, and they're an important part of the bigger picture. So we want them to be at their best and be able to add all the value they have. And people want that, right? Oh, they they yes. need to feel at work. They're, yes. They matter. Absolutely, and what they do matters, and it goes to that greater purpose that, you know, companies have. Every company has a purpose of some sort, and so it feeds that purpose. Fantastic. So explain why the behavior needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, that trust factor is key that, you know, once you destroy trust, it's hard to rebuild. People need value added by the individual, so yes. point out by them not correcting this they're devaluing right they can really be adding so much more to other people and their team and they're actually causing perhaps a negative effect Mm -hmm. and then our next step is to discuss the desired behaviors and put a time frame to that so you're setting up a structure for accountability which is very very important as everyone knows um, that accountability word from a be- from a servant leader behavior standpoint again we're talking about building trust through setting up that system of accountability and demonstrating courage mm. so that individual is going to have is has their chance now to demonstrate courage by being accountable to changing that particular behavior or, or action mm-hmm. and that's the way by being consistent in that and accountable, that is 
how you rebuild the trust. And it may take a long time, mm-hmm. may take a very short time, but there's no, there's no way around it. That's the only way to really rebuild the trust is to do what you say you're going to do. So that step then in this process is to give the desired behavior and time frame that you'd like to see the behavior change. And you're setting up a structure for accountability. Right. And all of these steps, and we have a couple more here to discuss, but the key as we go through these for, I think, people to to really understand is that's why servant leadership is not easy. <laughs> this, is, this We've already... Note the Good ti- point. Note the time we've taken, right? We've prepped. We've cared to take the time yes. to prep. Now we have these steps, and, and each layer you're hearing... There's another addition to a, a, a classical problem solving, you know, that you learn in management school. We have another layer as a servant leader. Mm-hmm. And I think you've done a great job here, Carol, of explaining that for people because they're, so often we get asked, how do you implement servant leadership? And, and the, the pieces of it are right here that you're going through. Right, right. I mean, there's no such, you can't walk into a cubicle and go, don't do that anymore. <laughs> And expect that people are just going to automatically change. I mean, sure, in some cases they may temporarily, (laughs) temporarily. Until you walk away. (laughs) (laughs) But this is not about that. You know, this is, that's why, as you say, Robin, so well, it's so difficult. Because you have to put in the time and you have to put in the thought and the awareness and all those things to truly handle this. At, in a, at a different level, mm-hmm. you know, um, implementing that care for the individual, even if they're doing stuff that drives you crazy. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> which happens. Okay, so the next step is to, and I love this one, to reinforce positive contributions. So as you, this is the final step, and as you leave that conversation, you're going to make sure that you let that person know about their the positive things that they have contributed. So from a servant leader behavior standpoint, this is all about living your transformation. You're seeing the, ch- the good things that this person has done. Mm. Maybe they've made other changes, and you're going to highlight that. And, of course, the other behavior is add value to others. So you're going to make sure that they understand the value they bring. And for a lot of people, they don't really get the value they bring Mm -hmm. because we just don't think about that a lot of times or we have a tendency to think negatively about ourselves um, through upbringing and all of that. but we need them to understand that without them, there's a hole. Mm, that's great. You know, we're, we're not complete without you mm-hmm. and what you bring. And that's really, really critical. So now they can leave that meeting feeling better. And motivated, perhaps. And, and motivated to make the change, to be able to add even more value. And uh, so this is a, that's I you know my favorite this is my favorite step <laughs> I can tell well it, there's a lot of power in it yeah yeah there really is um, 
so yeah, those are our six steps to go through when you're going to have those conversations and what servant leadership behaviors can help you um, as you go through that process. So let's just review them again. Okay. Um, I'll read the first one, then you read the second one. We'll mix it up here to number one, address immediately. And use our, um, our recommended behavior here to use would be demonstrate courage. Right. And we're also going to serve first in that situation and get that mindset going of I'm going to serve. Right. Next one is to outline the concerns. So we're going to want to make sure that we just explain to them using language that is, um, we're going to live our values and we're going to use language that is helpful and not diminishing. And then encourage a response and we recommend the behavior listening, listen to understand as you encourage a response. Right, and then the next one is explain why the behavior needs to change. And so you're going to help this person understand that by continuing with that behavior, they're destroying trust, and that we really need the value that they add to, to the workplace. The people need value added by the individual. And discuss desired behaviors and time frames this is where Carol, Carol talked about, this is really setting up a structure for accountability. Right, and then the final step would be to reinforce positive contributions by this person. So the behaviors would be live your transformation and add value to others. So now we've taken a challenging situation and we've turned it upside down and <laughs> we've, we're ending on positive notes because as you said, right. we're, we're pointing out to the person with you not being all you can be, there's a hole uh, in your department, on your team, whatever it may be. So really pointing out the value they bring. And we miss that if this is a course correction moment that we need you back, so to speak. And, and as we talked about way early and we were talking about processes, you know, you also are letting people know that you're there for them. You're not gonna, gonna course correct and then abandon them. Mm -hmm. You're going to be there, that you have their back. That's really important. We talk about servant leaders walk side by side, those they lead, mm -hmm. right? That's that moment right. where you can visualize that, if you will. Well, one of my, this is our, our final question, really, for you, Carol, and this is one of my favorite ones, and that that is, why does servant leadership build bold leaders? <laughs> you know, I'm going to give you kind of a funny answer, but... When you go through the process of becoming a servant leader, there is so much internal work that you do just as an individual. I know, I'm exhausted from that. No, I'm just <laughs> there is. There's so much that you go through um, that I, you become, it, it does change your mindset and it makes you much more of an advocate. Mm -hmm. For not only servant leadership, but an advocate for how things should be, how things should operate in a very positive way, in a way that lifts people up. And you can't be quiet about it. Mm -hmm. It does make you bolder because you know what really works. You're, you see, hopefully, you have the privilege of seeing people shine mm -hmm. as you use this philosophy. And so it, you can't help but talk about it. So I think that's where the boldness comes from. 
is all this work that you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and also looking at, at even the negative side, the power model, the power leaders, listening to people and the experiences that they have had. Um, you know, when I think about some of my own, it makes me very bold to talk about servant leadership. Mm-hmm. When you have leaders look at you and, and basically abandon you, um, because they don't want to get involved if you have a problem, um, is, you know, I, I tell my story over and over and over again about experiencing those things. So I, I think that's where the boldness comes from, you know, is doing all that changing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it's, it, it takes a lot of guts to look at yourself. Yeah. And I know you went through that early in the days with Art's uh, team at mm-hmm. Daytron and the transformation of that manufacturing company. And um, you all had to really look at yourselves in the mirror, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and you don't always like what you see. That's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> uh, you do run into yourself, but it's well worth the journey. And I want to let everybody know, first of all, Carol, it's so great to have you here um, and sharing all the knowledge that you have as the director of our content and curriculum. There's just um, so much knowledge, and I'm, I'm so grateful we have this outlet for you to, to oh, share that knowledge. You. And what we're also going to be doing, we've done uh, one podcast, really a deeper dive uh, on our behaviors. Uh, the last program, we did an overview of each right. servant leadership behavior, right. but we're going to be jumping in and, and doing deeper dives on each one, right, as we right. go? We're working on that, folks. So over the next couple of months, um, we want to go into each behavior in a deeper way. Um, if you are interested, you can look back, and we do have one podcast, I believe, on Serve First. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody's interested, it's there in the library, and you can give it a listen. But our plan is to go forward and to go deeper into each behavior. That's great. There's so much to each one. And you can just take one and focus on that for a week, a month, whatever it right. works for you. But each one has such such richness to it. So that's great. I'm excited to, <laughs> to hear about what we're going to be doing there. Uh, once again, we want to thank all of you for listening to our podcast program today. So excited about our 20,000 downloads. And also, if you have an idea of a servant leader subject matter you'd like us to cover, just uh, jet us over an email uh, to info at servantleadershipinstitute.com. That's info at servantleadershipinstitute.com. And send us your ideas, and we'll take a look at it and see if we can develop a a great program for you. We love, love, love your feedback. Yes, we do. Ask questions, give us your comments, how can we get better, all those kind of things. Yeah, it keeps us going, so let us hear from you. Yeah. All right, everyone, have a great day, and thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We wanted to let you know about some great new content on our website. To know more about what services SLI offers, go to the resources section of our website. From workshops to foundational servant leadership training, we have many ways to help you on your servant leadership journey. Also, visit our web store to find great tools like implementation booklets, books, and behavior cards. So head over to www.servantleadershipinstitute.com to check it all out. 
Thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day.